It's the Wiki Morning Show to Go podcast. Here's Dennis John Bailey and Diane Douglas. All right, Thursday morning on the Wiki Morning Show, we talked to uh, three organizations. We talked to the Chamber of Commerce, we talked to the Salvation Army, and we talked to the Food Bank. First up, first up, the Chamber. Tara Barney, CEO of the Chamber of Commerce of Southwest Indiana. What can we do to help local business? Number one, we got to do all we can to support local business in two ways. The obvious challenges for small businesses are contraction, but our big businesses also need to make sure we're doing everything we can to keep our population healthy so that people can go to work. Because I think what's lost in this conversation is it's important that both small and big business get real attention right now because our manufacturers being able to continue to have a workforce because we keep our population safe is a huge reason to pay attention to what's going on right now. As far as the broader business community, uh, the Chambers reorganized our website so we can be a point of contact for current information about business resources, um, especially helping the broader community support local business because we're putting specials and that sort of thing up there. But we have just got to, uh, A, keep our population healthy so our workforce is as modestly impacted as possible, and B, keep the right attitude about how we support our smaller and local business community positively and safely. So we're that that's our filter for everything we're doing. Something too that uh, you know we've heard we've heard a lot of talk on the news and social media and so on about a government response to help us uh, particularly small business. Anything from yeah. the chamber on that? We host the ISBDC, which is the Indiana Small Business Development Center. So we are uh, closely tied into what's going on from the federal government to the state government on how we begin to offer tools and access to low-interest loans and that sort of thing for businesses. So um, right now we are essentially to some extent standing by until the feds release the details. But when they do, we will be all over the place in providing uh, those tools and access to um, financial support and other supports because we think there'll be supports in addition to financial from our state and federal partners. Um, so, yeah, that's a big priority of not just our, our existing staff, but all of our team will work to make sure that we're getting businesses uh, fast access to all the possible uh, relief resources that are out there. Tara, some people are saying that uh, after the quick decline, we'll see a quick recovery. What does the chamber say to that? Well, that's a yes and no. Uh, I think our attitude will recover, but our economy, especially our local regional economy, it's going to take some significant time to recover because, you know, we went into this with low unemployment. That's sort of a good thing because there are opportunities for some of the people that are going to be contracted to find other options. How much of that remains to be seen because, you know, there's skill set challenges and that sort of thing. But I think it is fair to say that it's going to take us many, many months to get back to a near normal just because things like, um, the printing industry, you know, people aren't able to organize youth sports and that sort of thing right now. So they're not buying shirts and all that stuff. So it's going to take um, us having our nose to the grindstone for, I think, longer than just the passing of the actual flu virus. All right, Tara, uh, give us the, uh, the website for the, uh, the Chamber of Commerce of Southwest Indiana. Yes, swinchamber.com.
All right, lots of uh, resources and information there. Tara Barney, the CEO of the Chamber of Commerce of Southwest Indiana, thank you so much for taking the time. And thank you for all you're doing to get the information out. Yeah, Tara, thanks a lot. We sure appreciate it. Uh, the CEO of the Tri-State Food Bank is uh, Glenn Roberts. And I guess, Glenn, first thing I want to know, you know, is it business as usual with the food bank? It is and it isn't. I mean, we are still supplying food to pantries and soup kitchens, uh, but we're trying to fill some gaps that, have opened up, uh, for instance, St. Paul's Lutheran, one of our main agencies, couldn't do their regular distribution the other day, so we stepped in and did a mobile pantry and fed, golly, 168 families. Uh, and we are going to be doing some more mobile pantries, especially the senior citizen apartments. Um, we are trying to get uh, weekend backpacks out to the schools in a different manner. Uh, and we know that there's going to be other schools and child care centers that we're going to be distributing food to. Uh, mostly we're going to be filling these gaps with mobile pantries. We're really ramping that up, so it's not business as usual in that sense because we're really taxing our, our staff, and uh, we are really short on volunteers. That's probably the most critical need that we have right now is volunteers. Most of our volunteers typically are over 60 um, 60 years old, and they are the most susceptible, of course, so we understand that they um, don't want to participate, so we're really doing a call-out for younger folks. I know there are a lot of kids uh, out of college right now, and we're encouraging them. Um, anyone who feels compelled to volunteer for the food bank, if you never have before, please do that. Go to our website, tristatefoodbank.org, and just click through and get up to signup.com and sign up for a volunteer shift. If they volunteer, what precautions are being taken taken to not only protect the volunteers, but, uh, you know, to whoever you're distributing the food to? Well, we are taking that extra step of we are all wearing gloves now. We never wore uh, gloves when we're handling the food. And we're, of course, encouraging people to wash their hands much more often than usual. And here's another need. I mean, we need hand sanitizer at the food bank. We're like everyone else. We can't find the stuff that's in short supply. So if anyone can donate some hand sanitizer. But beyond that, uh, I'll be very honest, we can't do the social distancing that they're all requiring. And if we're all in a line packing boxes, we can't do that six to seven feet apart. It's just not practical or efficient. So we, we figure we're on the front lines. Our volunteers are on the front lines. You know, we signed up for this. And uh, th- this is just part of life. And this right. is yeah, it do. is. All right, what are the uh, what, what sort of hours are we talking about? When do you need people the most? This Saturday, especially, uh, we have what's called a volunteer blitz. It goes from nine to noon. And if folks have never volunteered here before, we want them to be here at eight thirty, just so they can fill out the paperwork and and uh, get acclimated. Uh, but 9 to noon is where we're going to be packing senior meal boxes. Then regular shifts. I mean, we, we could use volunteers, I mean, every day, a morning shift and an afternoon shift. Again, it's really easy to sign up through our website. All right, give us a website, Glenn. TristateFoodBank.org. Tristate Food Bank's all one word, no hyphens. Okay, and then uh, your phone number, though. If they want to volunteer, here's a number to call, 812-303-3590. Marty File is the one who's organizing volunteers. Fantastic. All right, he's the CEO of the Tri-State Food Bank. We work with them a lot, and now they need us to work with them in a big way. Glenn Roberts, let us know. Keep us posted. Hey, thanks a lot. Thanks right. for your support. Thanks thanks for helping us. Bet, Glenn. Uh, with us on the phone, Major Mark Turner of the Salvation Army. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. All right, uh, we've got a... Uh, um, 
press release from you. This was uh, dated, uh, in fact, March 16th, and you've already implemented changing the way you carry out the lunch program and the soup kitchen. So let's talk about that first. Well, uh, we have our soup kitchen uh, year-round, and uh, last year between that and the pantry, we served over 140,000 meals. Uh, We're not doing uh, any meals inside. Uh, People are coming uh, to uh, the gym door uh, off of our our gymnasium, and uh, we're giving food out, uh, hot meals, uh, in an insulated uh, to-go uh, package for everyone. Um, and our numbers have gone up. Actually, we've extended our hours. We're opening up an extra half hour early to make sure there's no lines and there's space between people to keep everybody safe, our volunteers, as well as those that are coming for the lunch. All right, what are the hours now? Well, uh, the lunch program is from 11 to 1 o'clock. And the food pantry will be open today uh, from one to three o'clock. All right, let's talk about the uh, let's talk about the food pantry. Uh, you, you're it's continue to operate, but there's changes in the way you wait for stuff, right? Uh, well, there is. Usually, people will come in. Uh, we'll take their their name. Uh, they'll go sit in the chapel or in the lobby, and uh, we'll. It's a uh, they they take a list and they check off what they want. It's a uh, a client choice pantry, but right now we're not allowing anybody but volunteers and the staff in the building. So the people will uh, come uh, to the front door. Uh, we get them signed in, and uh, they wait for their food. Actually, we've got it all prepackaged, and uh, we give them the food uh, through the door, so they're not coming in. But if people are hungry, they don't have food right now. Uh, please come to the Salvation Army, and we do have food for people. Okay. Oh, that's good. Now, uh, with uh, obviously you're not the only organization uh, requiring volunteers, and one of the challenges, of course, is that those in the highest risk group are the ones most likely to volunteer. So uh, what's the Salvation's, uh, Salvation Army's take on that? Well, you're exactly right. Most of our volunteers that put uh, that food together for the lunch program as well as put those food baskets together are uh, older uh, senior citizens and uh, we need younger people uh, uh, to come and help because so many of our uh, volunteers just cannot come in because they're high risk right now. So if you uh, can uh, come in, uh, please call us at the Salvation Army. It's 422-HOPE, uh, 422-HOPE, and uh, uh, let us know uh, when you might be able to come in and uh, we'll schedule you and uh, we'll use you uh, uh, to, to help those people that are uh, really struggling right now. A lot of people have already lost work and uh, just wondering uh, uh, how they're going to feed their families. And we've seen a lot of families come in that we've never seen before. What's the best way to donate to the Salvation Army? Well, uh, you can send in a check to the Salvation Army at uh, 1040 North Fulton uh, here in Evansville, Indiana. And uh, you can get uh, on our website, uh, the Salvation Army, and just type Salvation Army Evansville. It'll come up and you can uh, donate through uh, your credit card and uh, th- that'll take care of uh, a lot of meals and uh, take care of a lot of people, especially right now. Major Mark Turner of the Evansville Salvation Army. Stay in touch. Let us know what else we can do to help. Thank you so much. God bless you. God bless all your listeners. May everybody stay well. Uh, keep the hope.